Recovery Radio, KMP3, Thousand Oaks. Ah, yes. You are listening to Radio podcast on KMP3. I am a member of Alcoholics Anonymous, and I will be your host. You can email me at sarcasticbigbook at gmail. You can follow me on Instagram at sarcastic.aa.book. Websites Recovery Radio KMP3.com or SarcasticBigBook.com. And as always, I'm so glad you're here with me. I don't know if your day's just getting started or it's just winding down or it's somewhere right in the middle, but here we are. You and me, I am glad. I have no desire to drink today. Hmm. I do have a piping hot cup of French roast coffee here. I brew it up before I sit down. So I can just sit and have coffee with you. Seems like a nice idea. I just want to remind you that I'm not a spokesperson for Alcoholics Anonymous. I'm just one ding-ding ringing his bell. And I think that's important to say because there's a lot of people who have completely different experiences and completely different beliefs, completely different understanding of things. I'm just sharing with you my understanding and my experience. I love Alcoholics Anonymous. I don't love Alcoholics Anonymous because I... Let's tell you why I do love Alcoholics Anonymous. I love Alcoholics Anonymous because... It is the epitome of compassion because anyone can be a member if they choose to be a member. You cannot get thrown out of Alcoholics Anonymous. That's very, very compassionate. That's very, very loving and inclusive, to say the very least. It's really easy to hate on Alcoholics Anonymous because there's all kinds of craziness in it. But there's all kinds of craziness in it because it's so beautiful. Because we're all invited. And I love that. I love that Alcoholics Anonymous has the principles 
are the police. They used to say all the time, you grow or you go. And it's just true. Nobody needs to keep anybody in line. If I grow spiritually, I will be fine. If I don't, I will not be fine. And I... That's it. It's kind of amazing. Have you ever thought about how different it would be if you went to Alcoholics Anonymous and there was a cover charge? You couldn't afford to go to a meeting. How different would it be if a person was running it? And the traditions are really incredible. And the concepts of service. I mean, it's all like a, a strainer that just eliminates self. The whole thing. These are all just strainers that just eliminate self. And it is pretty spectacular. There's no doubt that a lot of things give Alcoholics Anonymous a really terrible name. People's terrible experiences that they sometimes have in Alcoholics Anonymous are very valid. I mean, I've talked about it on here. Many times. The big book itself says. My job is to encourage people to follow their own conscience. I'm not to force or push anyone into doing anything. It doesn't say it once, says it over and over again. I'm not to. Have somebody make a commitment to me. I'm not to talk down to someone. I'm not to lecture someone. It says it over and over again in the book. Very clearly. It's not gray on that subject. It's very clear. Make it very, very, very plain to the person you're helping. They're under no obligation to you. They have to make no commitment to you. I mean, that's Alcoholics Anonymous. That's Alcoholics Anonymous. And I, and I don't know, I, mean, I can count on one hand the amount of people who feel zero obligation to someone in Alcoholics Anonymous when they come in. It's, the big book says the opposite should happen. I've, the people I've helped over the years, I've helped by following what's in the big book. The people who I haven't been able to help, frankly, are people who want like uh, 
me to be an authority figure or a bully or something. Some people have a hard time with that. Because if there's one person being really hands off and follow your conscience and but then there's 10 people saying you got to do this you got to do that you got to do this usually those people went out and I am kind of an outsider in AA in a lot of ways which I'm fine with but it's just where I'm going with all this is that The many, many, many people, I mean, thousands of people I've talked to over the years who have a problem with AA. And that's, frankly, most people have a problem with AA because their experience is that people are bossing them around. A lot of people pleasing happens in AA, obviously. Perhaps. A lot of, um, Codependency, a lot of let's relive the, you know, toxic family. There's a lot of all that. But the big book says, hey, you don't follow anyone. Hey, it's so beautiful that it's the, okay, you know. It's like, okay, you can, can still work pretty well or okay. Or A lot of people in AA that I know having a ho-hum experience, battling, wrestling with things. I frankly see the connection between what I'm talking about and that. I do. I see a direct connection to these little ways we alter the recipe in the book that lead to I don't know. But thank God, AA allows us all. Doesn't say the only requirement for membership is that you have to have a clear message, or that you have to know what the book says, or you have to share a certain way, or you have to be a certain way, or believe a certain thing. There's things like that that come from people, but they're not in the book. But that book is very, I'm talking about this again because, you know, I talk to a lot of alcoholics every week. I talk to a lot of newcomers. And without exception, the people who have been around AA for any length of time whatsoever are usually shocked by what the book says about these things. Because it's just not there experience so much so that you know going back to the topic I had yesterday it's like the big book almost loses out because there's just so much contrary 
information. If somebody is serious about um, taking the steps, nobody can scare them away. And if somebody's not, any excuse will do. I'm sharing about all this for a couple of reasons. One is that I'm always thinking about why I'm having the experience that I'm having and how can I pass that on? And one of the main reasons I'm having the experience I'm having is because I've been empowered by the people in Alcoholics Anonymous, not coerced or bullied or threatened or manipulated. I've been empowered. The things that I do all day, every day for my recovery for Alcoholics Anonymous are voluntary. I want to now. Wanted to for a long time. And I try to pass that on. I try to pass on um, things that were shown to me and are continuously shown to me. Try to empower people as opposed to control them. Big difference. There's a lot. Most people, I want, I want to say most people who call me for asking for some kind of help are calling me because of somebody else. They're calling me because they're trying to control someone. Almost, almost everybody. There's a situation where they're trying to control someone else's behavior. A lot of times it's a sponsee. Like, if I'm wrestling with my sponsor, I'm doing something wrong. I'm making it about me. I'm trying to control them. A lot of times people will be like, you know, talking to this person and they just won't do anything. So leave them alone. What are you doing? You know? Why should you do that? I'll read it. It's in a little page called, hold on. Page 60 in the bottom. Each person is like an actor who wants to run the whole show, is forever trying to arrange the lights, the ballet, the scenery, and the rest of the players in his own way. If his arrangements would only stay put, if only people would do as he wished, the show would be great. Talks about playing God with good motives. This is playing God with good motives. Trying to get somebody to do something that's best for them is described in here as just playing God. I know, but I know what's best for them. I know it's different because I know, like, 
So today I'm having the experience I'm having in part because I've been empowered and also <clears throat> I'm passing that on. I'm not trying to, I have sponsees in various levels of willingness and it's fine. I'm just not, I'm not thinking about it. It's not my life. My job is to put out a kit of tools for their inspection. If they want to do it, do it. If they don't want to do it, don't do it. It's not up to me. So, that's all. I have a big barbecue to go to today. I'm not going to sit around here all day. I'm going to go throw the frisbee around. Dress like dress like a Major League Baseball player and throw the frisbee around like a psycho. And, um, yeah. My heart hurts for the state of things, I have to be honest. But it inspires me to be more loving, more understanding. Everybody could use that. Everybody could use somebody trying harder to be understanding. That's what I'm going to try and do. If anybody needs to hear it, everything's okay. If these podcasts help you, please pass this information on. Recovery Radio, KMP3.com. Tell people about it. You can subscribe to this however you subscribe to this. It's on everything. I don't know. I don't. I'm like a hundred years old, so I don't, I just know that this podcast is available wherever you get podcasts. And, um, yeah, if you want to write me, write me sarcastic, big book at Gmail or follow me on Instagram, sarcastic.aa.book for the ridiculous memes. Send me a message. And. After the frisbee thing today, I have some modeling to do. They want to. I'm like a I'm like an after model for like hotness. So I stand in the studio and they bring these other people in and like compare them to me. And it's like I'm like the gold standard. So they're like, okay, like that's where we want to go with this person. We want to get to. You know, him, him, me. And um, so that takes a while. I just stand there and look beautiful. <laughs> the pay's good. All right. Anyways. <laughs> I'm going to leave. All right. Have a beautiful rest of your weekend or whatever day it is for you. And um, I don't know why my life was saved, but I'm going to go try to live a life that was worth 
saving. And I hope you do the same. 